Hello, and welcome to Texans Talk Money. I'm Kyla, your host and a peer financial coach at Texan Smart. Every episode, we will be joined by another peer financial coach from my office, where we will be navigating all the roads on how to handle your money as a college student. So sit back and get your wallets ready to be Texan Smart. Well, welcome back. And thank you for joining us today on Texans Talk Money. Our topic that we'll be discussing today is credit cards and like the basics of getting into it. Like if you're brand new to credit cards, so should be a fun episode to listen to. And with me here talking about credit cards is Felisa. So Felisa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Felisa Barron. I'm a marketing major here at Tarleton. I'm a sophomore. Um, but I also also have um, two minors in music and real estate. So. Ooh, fun. So do you, what is your like life like on campus? So like, what are you involved in anything on campus? Yeah. So I, of course, work for Texan Smart. And then I'm also involved in Greek life here. I'm FIMU's vice president of cabinet. And then I also play in the wind ensemble as our principal clarinet player. So. Ooh, fun. So what brought you to become a PFC and want to work for Texan Smart? Yeah. So in all honesty, I was just kind of job searching. I wanted something on campus for the convenience of it. Um, and then I didn't really know what Texan Smart was or what being a peer financial coach was. But while job searching, I did find it and it seemed really interesting and something that I would be good at. So I applied, got the job and it's taught me so, so much that I can apply for my future, thankfully. So, well, I'm glad that you're working with us. So, yeah. So let's get into this episode today. We are going to be talking about what credit cards are, what you need to know whenever you're getting into them, and just a few tips on how to better manage your credit card and the credit that will come with it. So let's start off with what are credit cards. So how I think of credit cards, they're just basically debit cards that you use somebody else's cash, but yeah. I probably wouldn't think of them as debit cards because you might spend a little bit more freely if you thought about it that way. <laughs> no, definitely. But yeah, so credit is just whenever you're borrowing somebody else's money with interest. Do you have anything to add to that, Felisa? Yeah, I think you kind of hit it right on the spot. Credit cards are just same thing with me. They just feel like I'm borrowing someone else's money, but they're just so much more convenient and you get so much more out of them than I feel like you do in a regular debit card. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. There's like a few benefits like the rewards and things that we'll get into a bit later that come with it that I think add to them. So why do you think credit cards are important? So credit cards are going to be a huge deal for anybody's future. Um, kind of moving forward, they're going to impact, you know, getting a loan later for a house or for a car or your credit score and your credit report. They're also really great to use and have like during emergencies. So like say that, I don't know, your car breaks down and you suddenly don't have $500 out of pocket to, you know, like take care of that. You can just whip out your credit card and use that and then pay that off slowly later. I feel like they also really help you kind of budget and stay accountable because you know that like, yeah, you have this set amount of money that you can borrow from, but at the end of the day or at the end of the month, I guess, technically, you are going to have to like pay that back. But it does kind of keep you accountable in the sense of making sure that you have that money and making you responsible 
because you know you need to pay that back. Yeah, I like how you touched on at the beginning that it opens up those opportunities for you. Because I know as like young people, like those starting to get into college, you might not really understand or like have any want to like borrow somebody else's money. Like, why would I need to borrow somebody else's money if I already have maybe something in my pocket? But yeah, exactly. There's some benefits that come with it. Definitely. So personally, I like the idea of credit cards. I think it kind of varies person to person. But I like them because, like you said, if you get into a crunch and you need to use that money that you might not have, they're there for you. I I don't have very many credit cards. I say that I don't have any, but I have one credit card. Yeah, yeah. that's the better way to say it. I have one credit card that I use, but I use it as like a co-signer with my parents because it helps me. Uh, have that backfall if I need it. And my parents helped me like learn to do that. But what about you, Felisa? So I also only have one credit card, but it's just like my own credit card. And I got kind of like one of the student credit cards because I thought that was just like best fit for me. Um, But my parents are, of course, in my corner kind of helping me out, helping me manage that, saving me here and there. Um, But I just have one and kind of along the same lines of I only use it for certain expenses. And I just kind of try to really be mindful because Having that credit card can also be like a little temptation of like, oh, I have this extra money. Let me just use it. But I kind of have to remind myself to stay accountable. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't really use my credit card that much. I've probably used it for the first time in, I don't know, maybe a couple months just because credit cards. I don't like I don't like having to borrow somebody else's money. I bought my Tarleton ring with it, which is something that I'll be able to pay off for in the future. So that'll help me build more of my credit up. Yeah. But yeah, so... Let's get into, I guess, really what you should know getting into getting a credit card. One of the biggest things I think you should know about is the process of actually receiving your credit card. Whenever you apply, you either get approved or denied for it. There's like no give or take. Um, So if you're denied, you're denied, maybe go apply somewhere else or find a way to improve your credit. But if you're approved, you can accept you can accept that legal agreement with the issuer and you are going to uh, get a certain credit limit depending on your credit history and the things that you've done up to that point that deal with credit. There are certain credit cards that are out there for people who are starting with credit. Um, I know a good thing is if you do take student loans out, that is a way to build credit up for yourself, which will go back on your credit history. Yeah. And um, you must be 21 to get a credit card unless you show that you have enough income or co-signer from what I understand. Yeah, I think the process can seem very like daunting and very intimidating. Um, I know whenever I applied, I kind of there was so much fine print. There was so much stuff to read. And as you want to like just check the box at the bottom and be like, I acknowledge, accept. Awesome. But it's super important to like actually kind of read through that or at least (laughs) have your parents helping you out and making sure that you're not doing something you really shouldn't be. But truthfully, like for me, at least I did have my parents kind of with me through the process of it because they were kind of the ones who really wanted me to start building credit. Um, And it wasn't too bad kind of having them in my corner. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I guess continuing with the process process of getting a credit card we should probably talk about how you how you're gonna pay that back after you start (laughs) swiping your card a little bit maybe getting some clothes some food stuff like that uh 
there's just different ways to pay it off. My personal favorite way of paying it off is auto pay. So you don't you can look at it and know that your money's going to be taken out of wherever you're getting the money from, like your uh, what's it called? A checking account. Yeah. So you'll be connecting your credit card to your checking account for whenever your monthly dues are due and it'll just be automatically taken out of that account um, another way to do that is to pay it in person if there's a credit lender near you that you can go through um, like I guess the office or like a branch that's what it's yeah. called the branch of the credit card that you're using if there's a place in person that you can go pay it you can do that especially if you're wanting to pay in cash um, you probably wouldn't want to send cash through the mail yeah maybe not so for me personally, I like to pay my card off like manually. Mm -hmm. So I have my like credit card app connected to my debit card on there. So every at least at least once a month, I go in and pay. Ideally, I pay off like the whole month of whatever I spent on my credit card. And sometimes, of course, like I don't do all of it, but I do like to do it manually because I feel like you never know when something's going to happen. And I spend like a lot of money on my debit card and I don't always have the money to pay off my entire credit card bill, you know? Yep. So I just, I'd rather do it manually just for me personally, because I feel like it helps keep me kind of like accountable too, in the sense of like, you have to pay this off, you can't forget. And it's gonna, it's kind of helping me build those good habits of paying things back and like taking care of business essentially. Yeah. I, I think the best way to pay it is definitely on time or even yeah. early if you have the funds available to do that I would say like at the latest maybe two or three days before your actual credit card bill is due yeah is that definitely is that kind of something that you do yeah I always try off? to pay mine a couple days in advance if not like weeks in advance or if not at least just to make a small payment on it so that you know, you're like building that good credit history. Yeah. So. so I so now that you've got approved, uh, maybe something you probably should have been thinking before, probably should have said this earlier is maybe finding the right card for you. Yeah. I I look at um, or I found a website, uh, Nerd Wallet. I think most people may know what Nerd Wallet is, but they have an article or page called Best College Students college student credit cards of March 2023 and this page compares like a few of the top credit cards for students and the, the few of the things that they compare are the annual fees the reward the reward rates that you can get and the intro options that are available for the student credit cards yeah I think it's there's so many different options out there credit card wise. So it is like super, super important to kind of look into that and see, you know, what is best fit for you. I think right now, like us as college students, we're going to want like that low interest rate, that cashback benefits, those reward programs and stuff like that. Um, but maybe like as we get older, moving forward, we may be looking at different things. So, yeah, that is definitely something to think about whenever you are getting your credit card is there anything that you specifically look at whenever you're applying for your credit cards um really the main thing as a college student the main thing I wanted was low interest rate and kind of like those rewards program because I feel like that's one of the greatest benefits of using a credit card is just kind of what you get out of it and what you get in return um, so that's kind of, those are just like my two main things. And so for me, I personally use like discover it. Um, and it has been like really great, super easy to work with. So, 
Yeah, I I know a lot of my friends, whenever they use their credit cards, I think that's the one that I see the most yeah. <laughs> is people using the Discover It card. I think there's a ton of great benefits out there. Not that we're making an ad for Discover It, but <laughs> hey, if they wanted to Shut sponsor up. us, <laughs> yeah. you're more than welcome to. <laughs> but yeah, I see people using that one a lot. And so if that's an option that you're wanting to look into for your credit card, definitely go look at it in the benefits that so it of those offers. can be yeah, an definitely. annual fee. So this is some that you pay every year that you sign up for your credit card. Some credit cards might waive the fee for your first year and some credit cards don't have those fees. I don't know about yours. I think mine has a fee for the yearly yeah. income or not income, but like usage. Yeah. I want to say that majority of them, at least for the college cards, um, they, I think they waive your first year, and then after that, you kind of do have to pay that little low interest rate. So. so it's kind of like your little bit of a grace period. Yeah, exactly. That's another term there is like the grace period. So that's like the time where you don't have interest on your bill that you're paying off. So yeah. it gives you a bit a little bit more of a leeway whenever you're coming to pay these loans off for the first time. Another one is APR. This is something that I honestly had no clue about whenever I was first getting into credit cards. This is your annual percentage rate, and this is an interest rate that you are being charged for borrowing the money. And you are charged this if you don't pay your balance by the due date. And the average for this is about, I think it's 24%, but it about varies for each company yeah. that you go through. Yeah, and the bad thing about APR um, that I think most people don't understand, but that it's super important to, is that if you kind of just let your money sit there for months and months um, and not make a single payment and just kind of let it, your balance is going to just increase so much because that interest rate is still there. And I think that's something to be really mindful of because if you, I don't know, totally free, you have a credit card, but you have $30 sitting in there over like a year, it'll increase like a lot. And then that kind of puts you in a rough place. Kind of so. tanks your credit yeah, history exactly. and your credit score. So another thing that you might want to look at is a uh, transaction fee. I'm I think this is something that I see like a lot of like small town um, businesses do. So you have to have a fee to use these credit cards sometimes and the merchant like the person who owns the business will have to pay these but most of the times they'll put that fee on you so you need to be aware of that and like see if there are places around you that you're buying at that might charge you these fees I know there's a few places in Stephenville that do this and yeah. I kind of I'm gonna be honest I think it makes sense that the merchant would put that on you because you're the one using the credit card Definitely. and not them I think that um, that transaction fee is basically just charging you for the convenience on the business owner's end of just like they it kind of takes them a little bit longer to get that money from you. So for the convenience of you being able to use your credit card, here's that little fee that like would have been charged to them, I guess. Yep. And another thing that you might want to be aware of is uh, your credit score. I know you may have heard of this before. Some people might not really understand what it means. But this is just the numerical representation of the credit report. And it just shows companies that you're going to, like if you're applying for another credit card, if you're applying for a mortgage or a loan or something like that, like are they willing to take the risk with using you to or partnering with you for your credit history and like seeing if you're actually going to be able to pay them back their money that they're giving you? Exactly. I feel like seeing that credit score is kind of just a very quick determining factor of, 
like your responsibility, you know, your credit history, things that you've done in the past, good or bad. Yep. Um, and it can really be a quick determining factor for a lot of things in your future. Yeah. So moving on from that, I think a good way to look at it, like looking into the future and the right now. So how do they impact you? Felisa, you got anything on that? Yeah. So credit history is going to be huge. Anytime you use your credit card, you know, like here until, I don't know, let's say you're 25, all of that is tracked and saved and can be like looked back onto. So anytime you use that credit card, you're going to be creating what's called credit history. And credit history is just like I said, anytime you've used it in the past, how you've paid off your credit card, how much percent of your limit that you've used. And this credit history is going to have a huge impact on large purchases, like moving forward as you kind of grow into an adult. Um, credit history is going to just like, it's going to really be what lenders look at in the future. Like whenever, let's say you're trying to get an auto loan or a house loan or things like in that sort. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's really important to look at, um, I think that's a really good way to cover credit history. I don't think I have anything else to add to that. So moving on to our final point of today's episode, um, managing your credit cards. So like the little bit of tips and tricks that we can offer y'all, some pros and cons, do's and don'ts, fun things like that. So a good tip that I found for managing your credit cards is to keep your credit balance under 30% of the limit that companies offer you. Definitely, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> keeping it within that 30 or below percentage range like doesn't really impact your credit score that much. If you go over 30, it might, might hit you a little harder. But just keeping it between that 30% range, no matter what your limit is, yeah, help you build your credit, your credit history for um, maybe applying for future loans, for a mortgage, for those things. When yeah, you're I adulting. think that 30% is huge because I know me personally, um, there have been a couple times where I've gone over my 30 and then you just kind of you're like, well, I'm already over it. Like, whatever. But that really should not be the case. Do not be like me. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, Be but responsible. like going exactly, <laughs> but going over that 30% can really like shoot your credit score because I feel like sometimes you're over it and then you just keep going over and it becomes a little bit harder to manage and like to just kind of really, I guess, get caught back up and back to like a good place, which is ideally under 30%, right? Yes. But yeah, so definitely that's a great one, Kyla, to just really <laughs> say under that 30%. Um, I think whenever you're trying to debate whether you should get a credit card or not, making a pros and cons list is probably a good way to go to see if a credit card might suit you. It's a very personal thing getting that credit card. I know for me, it's a good thing because... It helps me build what I don't have so that if I want to buy a house in maybe five years, <laughs> if I'm able to do that, <laughs> yeah. um, I have a bank wanting to work with me because they see that I have a decently good credit score and I'm worth the risk taking definitely, that. Definitely. I feel like there are so many pros and cons to having credit cards. And I feel like I'm with you where I do think owning a credit card is so much more beneficial than it is, I guess, like bad or negative. Um, mm -hmm. Like they're so helpful in the sense of like 
the convenience of having what feels like extra money that you do have to pay back. But (laughs) um, and then like if you ever need them in emergencies, um, you get so many rewards back through various different programs. You can pay them back, you know, slowly over time, whereas you may not have that option with, you know, just a regular debit card. Exactly. So what do you think some of the cons might be along those lines? Yeah, I think sometimes people can see what feels like extra money and just kind of start overspending. And I guess you don't really always realize how much you're spending and how much you're in debt because you feel like that money is just there, but it really isn't because essentially at the end of the day, you do have to pay it back. So I think overspending is a huge one. And I think if you are not like super educated with um, like how to spend your credit card or what you're doing with it and all of like how credit can be bad, I guess, um, then you can ruin your credit very easily. I've, from what I've learned, at least in this past, I think about a year or so of growing my credit, is that your credit can decrease very quickly, but it doesn't increase as quickly is what it feels like to me, at least. Um, so I think it's just, if you aren't, an, if you aren't very educated on it, it can kill your credit score very quickly. So, yeah, I, I think that covered I think we covered a lot of good things today. Definitely. (laughs) Within credit cards, do you think there's anything that we missed in there? Um, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I think one of the greatest things, though, to remember with credit is just to be truly be disciplined, as disciplined as possible, because at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to you knowing what you're doing, knowing, you know, like what's your do's and don'ts, knowing like your own limits, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. I think that is a great note to leave off of, Felisa. And thank you for coming with us on this episode today. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Kyla. Of course. And thank you, listener, for tuning in today. And if you have any questions, please message us on Instagram and I'll talk to you in the next episode. And don't forget, be well, be ready, be Texan smart.